Are you just creating an aroma? Or do you want to make steak? Are you spending your time with social media and getting no sizzle? You need to blog for satiation, my friends. And I know somebody who knows something about blogging for satiation. His name is Mr. Hal Werner. Hal, good evening. What's happening? How's it going? It's going pretty good, pretty good. Just got done eating some steak myself. Oh, fantastic. Well, you were once blogging, were you not? It's true. And now you've, you've kind of taken a vacation from blogging, but I brought you back. You did. You brought me back. I was gone, and now I'm found. Nice, nice. So tell us what happened, because I know your, your website kind of went through a transition, and you, you, know, you kind of bulked up on your social media skills. Yeah. Well, um, you know, there was a while where I was blogging, cause, you know, mostly because I had thoughts about uh, the industry and my craft that I just wanted to get out there. I wasn't spending a lot of time actively promoting it, um, but I just want the, I just wanted them to be there in case anybody might stumble upon them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't be the only one with these thoughts. Um, and I, I did it for a long time. You know, I had a, I had a blogger.com blog with, uh, probably over a hundred posts and, um, it had even managed to, to start stacking up to some traffic. Well, I decided that, um, I was tired of sending all that traffic to blogger. Um, but at the same time, I started getting more involved in social media. And let's be honest, you know, social media is kind of do as much or as little as you want. So it was really easy for me to say, take five minutes on a lunch break and do some social media activity. Mm-hmm, right. Um, it's a lot harder to put together a good blog post. And I say good because there's important distinction between just any blog post and a good blog post. There's a lot of crap. Right, and now you've got like Facebook and Twitter, and you can just knock out some short thoughts, you know, with just regular social media now. You don't need a full blog to kind of do that. Sure, sure, exactly. Um, Yeah, the the social media, like you said, it's a lot easier to get out sort of short, concise thoughts and get really immediate feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so I started taking to that, and as my time began to crunch even more, I just, I dropped the blogging altogether because... Let's face it, you know, it's a it's a big time commitment. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize how much it can really take to put together something good, you know, finding images to make sure it's engaging and sizing and mm-hmm. um, you know, putting it out so it's not just right. a stream stream of consciousness. Uh there's a lot that goes into it. Right. And especially now with this whole Google Panda thing, mm-hmm. um, where you need a lot of content. I mean, when was the last time you searched something on Google and and you got to like a blog post or a web page where there was just like a, like a paragraph on there. It, it like just right, doesn't happen right. anymore. Right. Yeah. I was, I was reading the other day, you know, much to even my own chagrin, um, that a lot of the really high performing posts and pages are really long content wise when it comes to what Google ranks highly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about a lot of stuff doesn't even get looked at if it's under a thousand words. And a lot of really high performing stuff is two, three thousand words, um, which by kind of wrecks the whole idea that the the page fold is the ultimate guide to everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If if raking high in Google is going to require thousands of words on your page, right. um, and that's not universal, but that's just sort of a general thing that I that I read from one of the um, 
one of the more prominent sort of um, blogging and SEO sources recently. So that's that's a lot of commitment, and yeah. I didn't have that much time to commit uh, for a fair amount of time. So I I kind of dropped it entirely. And like you said, I, I decided to switch to uh, a new website. I wanted to do a WordPress-based website so I could update it regularly. My previous iteration was just simple HTML. You know, it didn't have any sort of a blog function built into it. And um, I, I wanted to go ahead and move on to like a WordPress thing so I could blog easily on my own website and not mm-hmm. be sending that traffic somewhere else. Right. And uh, are you familiar with Seth Godin? Yes. Okay. And you know his blog? Mm-hmm. And you know his blog has, he, he basically blogs every day and m- most of his blog posts are just a paragraph. Right. You know, which used to be okay. Yeah. And Seth Godin has right now he's probably got a, probably about a million million visitors to his blog some, something like some crazy amount sure um, so he can still he can still do that and get away with it yeah but if, if he were doing that today if he started his blog today <laughs> it wouldn't work well right he can do that because he's a he's a known name outside of blogging blogging doesn't make him famous he's famous and therefore his blog gets traffic right. Um, you know, so that's a very different paradigm. If you're not famous, your content is going to have to be a lot better to get the same kind of attention mm-hmm. uh, that someone with that kind of personal cachet mm-hmm. already has, um, you know, just by being themselves. Right. Yeah, and I think, I think blogging is changing, too, because now um, you've got the, uh, the stock photography just doesn't really work anymore right? because everyone's seen the same stock photos. <laughs> and they just get beaten up and no. uh but now i feel like we've got a lot a lot more tools we do like we, we've got you know dslr cameras that can just take amazing photos that are you know fairly reasonably priced yeah we've got uh affordable microphones we can do podcasting um we've got you know wordpress which is which is really great it has a lot of editing tools and, and blogging specific tools um you know, like like they say, I mean, we've got we've got the factory basically in in our hands. You know, with with laptops and and some of these tools that don't take up a whole lot of space. Hmm. So. Yeah, no doubt the uh, the the tools have all become so much more accessible um, that really the your choice is whether or not you want to do it and how involved you want to be. You know, there there are solutions that you have to know have almost no technical knowledge uh, to put together. Right. And the thing, the thing that I love about blogging, though, is talk about sort of return on your time investment. Yeah. Right? Because blogging takes a lot of time, right? Right. The thing, I, the thing I really love about it is that the blog is open 24-7. Yes. The tweets last 20, 20 minutes is, is, what, <laughs> is what industry analysts say, is that you know, it's, it's live for about 20 minutes and then the, the stream goes and poof, right. you're mm-hmm. gone. And I, that's why I find... Twitter kind of hard because I just can't really commit that kind of time to Twitter because it's you know you, you tweet something and then it's gone and it's just like oh geez I got to tweet again because no one will see my my <laughs> tweet because it's, it's been past twenty minutes exactly and that's that's the thing that I think is sort of, sort of the time paradox if you will about social media versus blogging the paradox that I was in I thought uh, if I'm going to spend my time you know then I'm going to spend a lot less time and get this output. But the truth of the matter is the outputs aren't equivalent. Like you said, the blog's open 24 hours a day. The search engines can find it. 
people can find it. Mm -hmm. And over time, that blog can build your search ranking. It can build, um, you know, a much more loyal audience. Mm -hmm. The kind that's going to subscribe with an RSS feed um, is a lot more valuable than the kind that's just going to, you know, follow back your Twitter mm -hmm. account, for example. Um, and so I think, I think when you start realizing how much more output you get, that time investment begins to swing more in the favor of blogging. Because you put that post out there, it's out there today, tomorrow, next year, yep. 10 years from now. Yep. Um, and, you know, I've, I've read things about bloggers who um, were able to even take blog posts they had done previously and, and update them in relevant ways. And get a whole new flood of traffic coming through. Oh, yeah. I do that all the time for my blog posts because they do, they get old, you know? I mean, you yeah. write about something that, you know, Facebook did, you know, two or three years ago and, and things have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And what I find, like with a lot of my blog posts, is that the, uh, the links broke. Right. You know, I would link to, to you know, a, a page on Facebook and, and the page moved. And I didn't know the page moved until I checked the links on my, on my blog post. Right, you know, but that stuff like that really affects your rankings because if you know Google sees that you're you're pointing to a link that's dead, that's not a good user experience. Mm -hmm. And and another comment on search, and you know, search has has gotten arguably pretty funny these days because Google's done so much that at this point the rule is almost just do a good job and don't try to game the system. Um, that um, oh, definitely. I mean, Google. Exactly. That's why. That's why this whole. I mean, I, I read you know the search engine optimization publications and stuff, and it's it. I'm just like, what's the point now? Like, it it doesn't matter <laughs> because I mean, Google's so good at at spotting you know fake content and yeah, and all the games and stuff. And and I know like when the good when you write good stuff, good content, it works. Yeah, and I you mean, know, there's there's no there is no secret recipe. It's just <laughs> you, you got to put in the time and the research, and and it works. Right, and there's some basic things you can do, but essentially what S the best SEO tips now mostly equate to are use best practices and don't be a douchebag. Yeah, don't be a douchebag, that's it. So Hal, you also mentioned to me about how you share your blog posts to social media. Yeah, so, you know, blogs and their search value are a great thing, but, um, you know, that's just that's just kind of like, putting the steak out there and hoping somebody smells it passing mm -hmm. by, right? Right. Um, using social media is kind of like putting up big fans to waft the scent in the right direction mm -hmm. uh, and to pu pull people in that might not have otherwise heard about it. Right. And so one of the, one of the things that I did, you know, when I, when I published more recent blog articles um, that I made sure were interesting and quality enough that I would want to read them um, you know, I got, I got a, a boost in traffic, but one of the things that really helped was getting them out on social. Um, one of the aspects of that, of course, was just posting them out with interesting enough social posts, not just the title of the article necessarily, but mm -hmm. something thought provoking or, you know, something that makes you ask a question or want to have a question answered. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So you jazzed up the, the tweet basically. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be one of those people who's just doing like a, a ho-hum, like 10 ways to raise your search value mm -hmm. and just, you know, use that title on your um, on your Twitter feed. Cause people mm -hmm. are going to see right through that. That's boring. People want something more than that. That feels automatic to them. Mm -hmm. They want something of substance. 
Um, and so you have to put a little more work into it, but it can pay off. And one of the other things I did was, um, you know, it's not just Twitter and Facebook and Google+. Plus. Um, because the stuff that I'm blogging about is professionally relevant, I also posted these things to a couple of the groups that um, I'm involved in on LinkedIn. And and the important part about that, right, is also not just blatant self-promotion. These are groups that I've already been active in and mm-hmm. posted about other things that were not my blog. I've so, gone so you in there. Earned, you earned the right to post in that. Exactly, exactly. I earned the right to post by being involved, by posting things that weren't self-promotional, by commenting and sharing other people's posts, mm-hmm. and and finally by writing something that people actually cared to read about. And let me tell you what, the difference between a post that um, that someone is obviously just um, asking you to read their post about their latest awesome project <laughs> and how awesome it was right. and how awesome they are, and a post um, like one of my recent ones about how copywriters can end the war with legal, mm-hmm. that's something that, that a lot of people genuinely care about and may not know quite how to do. That that's something that provided real value for people. And there's a big difference in you can see it immediately just by looking at the group how much how much commenting and how much is sharing and how much engagement happens with those posts. Yep. Well, that's the whole thing. Is it's got to be relevant and and valuable content. Um, and I see that right away in my in my blog posts and my because the analytics tell you. I mean, they tell you what's popular and what's not. They tell you what people want to read and what they don't. Right. And Google figures it out because it's just the way traffic flows. Right. Um, and so what, what, I've heard, what I've heard before, uh, and it's been great advice, is that you need to sort of amplify your winners. So you mm-hmm. go over the top with um, the things that work. So like my, my best uh, blog article or my most popular one was one on uh, separating uh, Facebook profiles, you know, business and professional. Sure. Uh, or, or business and personal. And what I did is I just, I just kept adding to it. Right. You know, so it was, a, it was a great post to begin with. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me, let me, let me put some extra meat on this steak. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, and sure enough, like when I did that, it's, you know, it regained a lot of the traffic that, that kind of withered a bit, you know, because it was, you know, two or, two or three years old at that point. And once I put that back on, like all the traffic came back and it, and it just did even better. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, that's a great thing about um, updating your posts. If you've got a, something good to update them with is you take a post that may have essentially died or withered in the view of search engines and you've made it brand new again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can even take off the dates on the blog post too. Uh, WordPress kind of lets you, a lot of the themes uh, let you customize that where you can take the date off. Or, yeah. put, or put it at the bottom so like people really won't notice it because really the date is pretty irrelevant and you oftentimes yeah and you don't want to scare people off thinking well geez it's you know this is two or three years old you know <laughs> right. uh, and they may think it's not relevant anymore but you know if you've updated the post then it is still relevant and you know you don't want to send people off when really the post is still still fresh mm-hmm. yep so the return on investment for blogging for you how what do you think? Well, well, you know, it's it's a little early to say in, in my new blogging mm-hmm. efforts. Um, I've only done a couple of posts since I've been back at it. Um, but I can say that just in just for those couple of posts, I've seen an uptick in traffic for my site. 
And especially when I was using social to share them, you know, using them as a supplement instead mm-hmm. of a replacement, right. um, that was even that was even a bigger multiplier on on traffic to my site. So, you know, I think if I continue really being disciplined about putting together good posts and interesting posts, mm-hmm. then I can start gaining momentum over time and maybe even start building an audience. Right. And then with the tweets, I mean, I guess the kind of good thing about social media is you can just kind of rewrite the headline and and schedule it you know for different times of of the week yeah you know something like twitter can actually be a great tool for testing out headlines uh and optimizing because you think about your blog post you've got one headline but you can put out the tweet the same link under a whole bunch of Mm -hmm. different um different headlines different hit hashtags exactly and you can find out just from Twitter, you know, which, um, which title people are most interested mm-hmm. in. Yeah, if you go to search.twitter.com, you can find all that. Yep. Yeah, yeah search.twitter.com, that's the one Gary Vaynerchuk is always, always pimping out. Um, and it is a really great tool, because um, you just type in any kind of topic. Uh, which, oh, which brings me by, uh, to another great tool, by the way. Have you heard of Siftist? I have. Siftist.com. That's... Uh, S-I-F-T-I-S-T dot com. That's it. That's it. Do not try to say it three times fast. You will say bad words. <laughs> I tried it. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's another great tool for sort of uh, finding people in the Twitter space uh, to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of sifts people sort of by, by normal Twitter behaviors. Is, yep. is, is the way that it works. Um, so people, it, it'll feed, you know, uh, it'll sift out um, people that are doing like automatic tweets, mm-hmm. um, people that are doing like these, these automatic favorites, um, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, and I found it to be a really great tool. And I'm not only a user, I'm also the creator, Hal. <laughs> you don't say. Yep, 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 yep. And I know you've given some great input on, on Siftus that we've implemented, and it's now, uh, it's in beta, but it's live at Siftus.com. Um, I invite people to check it out. It does actually have, you know, a couple of cool features. You know, uh, I know a lot of people have gone through the, the clout phase and all that, mm-hmm. um, but there's some neat aspects, like some really easy, quick visual ways to help you judge um, whether or not people are are positive people to try and follow mm-hmm. or interact with for things and um you know some ways of categorizing people about how active they are and stuff that that i haven't seen on right. other similar uh tools exactly and that's and that's my favorite feature i think is how active it tells you how active people are right on twitter because that, that's the thing that annoys me most about twitter is that the, these people <laughs> just never stop tweeting mm-hmm. and um and so i came up with an algorithm that kind of scored people based on how chatty they are yeah um but the way this ties into blogging is that you can you know type in a topic and you can see sort of like who the players are in the space um and you can reach out to to real people um you know people who really aren't abusing the the twitter system and it does score people but really the score isn't so much important um because things are colored you know green yellow red um and basically, the green and yellow people you kind of want to uh, investigate and and you know see uh, see how they are. Um, but well, they're uh, they're the ones you want to aim for, right? Well, y- th- yeah. I mean, you want to give them some consideration. Um, 
obviously there's some people i mean that you know we're we're still working on the on the algorithm um you know to uh to give it give people a, a better score or a more accurate score but right now they fundamentally the way that it works is you know it checks out these people have too many are they following too many people do they have too many followers um the the things look kind of weird is yeah. the way that it is and right now i i find it to be pretty pretty accurate uh with the exception of you and me how <laughs> um that that score kind of not so great on it um for different reasons uh which which i won't go into but it's because we're shady it's well we we have things that we we don't we're not like normal Twitter users, and that's 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 the way that it works. Is it kind of sifts out people for being sort of normal Twitter users, um, and and things like that. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, if if you plug in like a topic in there, you'll see some people that that you can follow, and then if you reach out to these people that you find through Siftis, they're probably going to respond to you because they have good sort of good Twitter habits. And, uh, and, and I think that'll, that'll help a lot of people who are looking to, um, reach out to people, you know, in, in the blogosphere and make connections, um, to things that they're blogging about. So that's my, that's my siftest plug and I'm, I'm standing by it. So blogging can be a chore sometimes. I know this, but something that eases the pain is a little notes app on your phone. When you get ideas, as they happen, just write them, on the, write them on the notes app. And that way, when you're ready to blog, you've got the time for it, you've got all your ideas right there. Because let's face it, looking at a blank page can be an intimidating thing, and it's an easy way to stop blogging quick because you don't feel like you've got any ideas to fill up all that white space. Mm-hmm. But if you just take notes when you're inspired, but can't get down to writing them out all the way, then you always have something to come back to in a starting place. Mm-hmm. You'll be a lot more likely to keep up that blogging habit. Right. It's like having your little spices as you're preparing your steak. Yep. Just little spices. You know, give me some, give me some peppers, you know. Got to keep it interesting. Give me, some, give me some sea salt for that steak. Watch out. He's getting crazy, folks. Oh, man. You're getting me hungry. All right. Well, I think that's it. <laughs> Hal, how can people reach you? Uh, people can find me at halwerner.com. That's H-A-L-W-E-R-N-E-R.com. It's also the place you're going to find my blog. And uh, if you're into, into the social medias that we've been talking about, I'm on Twitter, at Hal Werner. Great. And after you visit Hal, you can come to my blog and my website, kenmariko.com. Or you can shout out to me on Twitter, at Ken Mariko. Thanks for listening.